0: you're listening to the writer than you podcast
1: all right good morning welcome into the show bill writer with you happy friday thanks for listening here on cbs sports radio our guy kurt healen at pro basketball or at basketball talk excuse me on twitter nbc sports pro basketball talk nba guru friend of the show uh mr healen good morning good morning how you doing bill Good. Let me ask you. Let's just start off with a, with a tough question. We're trying to determine what the right term is when a guy like Dylan Brooks punches, you know, or strikes in that particular part of the human body. A guy like yeah. um, Don Mitchell. We went. Sun doesn't shine. Um, Andrew Bogus came up with the "mommy daddy" button undercarriage. I went crotch, but the producer got in a little, little, little flabbergasted. What is the proper term in a family friendly sense? For when a dude gets punched where you don't want to get punched,
0: family jewels. Uh,
1: family jewels, good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the words, all the phrases I want to use are probably not appropriate for a, a, a national radio show, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think I used groin in quotes in the story, but <laughs> you know we had the video, so it helps.
1: It does. Uh, family jewels is excellent. Kirk Hillen bringing definition to what feels undefinable here on, on the show. I love that. Um, I, I guess I'm, actually, I'm going to start there now because I wanted to ask you about it. I, I, I was just saying saying here a minute ago, I know it's not okay. I know it's dirty. I, I know all that. It's not okay. I get where Donovan, where Donovan Mitchell's coming from. But I have kind of the same reaction that I had to dream on several years ago. I do like that Dylan Brooks, and by extension the Memphis Grizzlies, care. And there's an edge here. Um, is, is this much ado about nothing? Is this something? What's, what's the right reaction Kurt Heelan on, on well, a Memphis yeah, he, player doing what he did? Look,
0: suspension coming should be a suspension coming. That 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 one crosses that crosses the line. You know, I mean, sure, it makes funny YouTube videos to watch. You know, dads get hit in the family jewels with the football when they're playing catch with the kid, but you can't do that in an in a You know, in a, in a NBA game. And that said, Grizzlies play hard. They talk a lot. They are in your face about it, and good. I want that. I don't. I don't want the Golden State Warriors kind of cruising through the regular season, looking bored. Uh, I I want somebody who cares. So yeah, I'm with you on, I'm with you on their passion. But I think when you play that way, you and you and you walk up to the line, you're going to step over it occasionally. Lord knows Draymond has, um, and yeah. Dylan Brooks does too.
1: Kurt Hill and we're on the same page. Curdy I'm trying to make sense of, of, of the state of the NBA, especially the Western Conference, but outside of you know maybe Boston, it's pretty widespread in that It's just a really crowded interesting field, especially in the West. How many uh, how many teams do you think have a reasonable chance? like how much parity is there if we say a, making a conference championship series is is a really successful season?
0: So just in the West, or are we talking the whole league? Let's do the
1: whole deal, however you want to take it.
0: Um, in the, I'm just trying to think. Who's, I think Denver, Memphis, uh, uh, Golden State, even though I, I'm not sold, I keep, keep them there. I am, I'm off the Clippers bandwagon. Um, but in the West, if you told me the, – the, the thing is, the West is just open enough where if you told me, like, Dallas made a move at the deadline to get somebody who doesn't suck next to Luca and Luca's Luca, they could make a conference finals again. Like it's not out of the question. It just feels really wide open. Um, Sorry, Laker fans. You don't get the cut and make the cut. Um, But at least four, I would think, maybe five. Like it feels like, I don't, it just feels like it's really hard to predict the West and the East in the East. The best part is that some really good team is going to get bumped in the first round, right? Between yeah, absolutely between Milwaukee and Boston and the Nets and the Sixers and the Cavaliers, and it's probably the Cavaliers, somebody's going to lose in the first round, and it's gonna it's gonna be Sky is falling time wherever it is, and it's like eh, you're just in a tough conference right now,
1: uh Kurt, He here on the show kurt are are you um are you ready because because Tom Har show wasn't, and some people aren't are you ready? when the inevitable record falls and it is LeBron James and not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is the all-time scoring leader in the NBA, are you prepared to say unequivocally LeBron is the best player of all time? <laughs> yeah, Did I just I kick know. you in the family, jewels? Okay, sorry.
0: Yeah, you I, I kind of... I, I get where Tom's at on this one, and, and, and it's not just because we share a hairstyle. It's... Um, that's to me. Like the guy he's passing gets overlooked in this debate way too much. Um, if, if, if you're just talking goat, then then yeah. Look, here's the thing. I think LeBron probably has had is probably the best player the league has ever seen in terms of longevity, in terms of all-around game. I mean, he is he's about to pass the scoring. He's the all-time. You know, he's about to become the all-time leading scorer in the league. And I'm not gonna think of him as a score first. He's really a playmaker. He's really a passer and a and a, a guy who can set everybody else up. Um and that said I could the problem with the GOAT argument is that I can argue Michael or Kareem had better careers. That Michael had a bigger impact, if you want. And I, I again I think this is all debatable, but like that Michael's reach and impact impact on the league. The dude's still got like the biggest selling shoe out there. Like I, I if you're counting all that in and just and not just the stuff on the court but the impact off the court then it's i'm not sure he's the guy yet.
1: Yeah, and I'm with you on Kareem. I mean, I, for me, right? And it doesn't matter in the end. It's but for me it's probably LeBron, Jordan, Kareem. But it's those three guys I think in a class in a class unto themselves. Do you think um do you it's think Kareem Abdul Jabbar, what's that? Go
0: ahead. I say I think Kareem gets overlooked. I I, was, I remember uh LA Times telling this from Mark Heisler. I was on a show with him um with like the uh with Fred Rogan out here and Heisler's like you didn't play good enough defense. I'm like Kareem made like 11 all-NBA all all defensive teams. Like what do you mean he didn't play enough defense? He didn't at the end, sure, but jeez. Anyway.
1: Well, that's why that show didn't make it baby. I don't know. Like you got to kind of know what you're <laughs> I thinking. don't know Fred's
0: was... Fred still doing <laughs> that show. I think so.
1: <laughs> well, a different show. Yeah. No, that I think that particular network is that is no longer around. Um should Kareem be at the game? Like it, do you think it is should Kareem Abdul Jabbar, whatever his feelings about LeBron James and, and the reverse, should he be at the game if when that record gets broken at staples next week?
0: Yeah. I mean I think that I think that, that let's put it this way, I think that's the classy thing to do. I don't think he's I don't think he's bitter about I, I mean I I don't think he's bitter about being passed by LeBron. I, I, or let's it this way. I don't think he's bitter about losing the record. It's more his issues with LeBron, um, than anything else. And then, and, and the kind of frostiness between them. But I think the classy thing to do is show up. Uh, we'll see. Um, he's not young. He's not, um, not might as mobile as his playing days anymore, but I, I could see him showing up. I, it, doesn't it feel like this is going to happen against the Bucks on national television Thursday? I mean, I guess all their games are now on national television, but like that just feels like when it's going to happen to me, uh, that feels like the a hundred percent appropriate setting. Um, the problem is I honestly, between just since it's just you and me, Bill, just, just us talking. Yeah, just us. Just, no, just whisper it. If, if, do you think LeBron, if he could have, would have taken his foot off the gas and broken this record after the All-Star break so that everybody would have talked about it all the way through the All-Star break?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I had this conversation with a Lakers person the other day about how it is not necessarily ideal timing for LeBron because he doesn't want to share the stage with Super Bowl coverage, and he is—that sounds ridiculous, but he's very in tune with how the media works and, and right, getting getting his, his shine. I— th- yeah, I think if they were third in the Western Conference and LeBron could load manage, they would. Be, he would be strategically. It would be a little bit different.
0: Uh, exactly. If he if he could have exactly, he could have missed a game or two and taken his foot off the gas. But if he takes his, I mean, if he takes his foot even a little off the gas with this team, they lose. So they almost
1: lost to the Pacers last night. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm with well, you. I, I mean, I think it's good timing for him. I mean, I definitely think a week ago, two weeks, you could see okay. That he's hundred percent gonna gonna do it in these this little two game window in L A. and he's gonna try to do it against Milwaukee since it's Kareem's former team.
0: I think that I think that, that was I think that's the case. But I think if you would ask me a month ago, I would have said he was trying to try, He would try to drag it out. It's just unfortunately, especially with Davis out for something that if he doesn't, when Davis was out in particular, if he didn't put up, yes, thirty five plus a night. Like they, they just couldn't win. They just they, if he they was, were done. Otherwise,
1: they weren't good enough. Uh, Kurt Heelan, let me ask you this about the, the NBA trade deadline, and I'm sure you're hearing the same thing that the folks I'm talking to are becoming much more optimistic that Toronto is going to, to some degree, blow that thing up. And there are some obviously very talented people that could be could be available if if it goes that that route. Do you think Toronto? will be sellers in this deadline and to what extent do you think they will sell? how how deep do you think Masai Ujiri is willing to go to to rebuild if he does I'm trying
0: to decide I'm trying to decide if everybody is talking themselves into believing that Toronto's going to sell or if Toronto's actually going to sell yeah um I don't think it's going to be that deep though um I think look I think Gary Trent Jr is for, the most likely I think there's a real. If they don't think they can keep Fred VanVleet this summer, they don't really have a choice, right? Like they 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 are going. If you're not going to pay up for Fred, then get out and get something back because there's real value for him. I think the the inflection point is Ananobi, right? Like there's. I don't think Siakam, Do you think Siakam? I just I can't picture. So that.
1: if I had to guess, and you're right. Like when you're talking to these guys, who knows what they think is true? Who knows what they know is true? And they're being deceptive, right? You know how the game works. Like you're trying to figure out what's real and what people actually know. But I could see a world where they where they move on from everybody other than um, other than Siakam. I just even in a rebuild, aren't you re, rebuild it? I think yes. To answer the question, I think they would rebuild around. I think they would keep Siakam. But if there's some sort of Ananobi bidding war between, you know, I've heard the Warriors in Memphis for example, right? If if just if they get a haul, and you you get guys to overpay for a, a Van Vleet slash Gary Trent Jr. combo.
0: I, I I can see though I can see those three guys going. Yeah, actually, Ananobi's interesting just because the Knicks have set the bar. They've got three first now. Some of those are right. pretty heavily protected first, but like suddenly, if you're looking at Ananobi and and you're looking at this roster that's what, five games below 500 or whatever they are right now, like you really have to think about that. I know that Ananobi's also a Messiah Jury favorite, so you're going to have to blow the doors off of them to get it. But I think there's so many teams who hey, would you like an elite point-of-attack point of defender who's 25 and can knock down threes? Like, yeah. There's a lot of value in him. So I think that that's possible, but I'm really curious. And I, by the way, I think they'd move on from Seattle, but I just don't think that's a deadline thing. I think that's, that's one where you go into the summer and you get a big deal. And I'll tell you what, I if agree. I were Dallas, I would do anything and everything to put him next to Luka.
1: I think Siakam for different reasons, right? But is in the same boat as Trey Young. I can, to your point, I can see both those guys moving. I I think it's a lot more likely and a lot more complicated and a lot more expensive. It does not happen in the next in the next six days.
0: That's that's going to end up being I don't want to say Harden level, but that that's Mitchell level. But it's going to be closer to that, right? Like that. If you're moving Siakam, who's an all, how the yeah. hell is he not an all-star? By the way, uh, if you're moving him, I I, I, I you're going to get a massive deal, and that's summer thing. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, th- here's the other
1: thing. Like, I heard, I mean, I've heard that the Lakers. I'm sure you have too. Have like have really begun. Who knows what's real, right? What they're willing to do, but have really engaged, trying to go get some help, and haven't been willing to move both those picks yet. I mean, if you're if you're Toronto, if you're anybody, don't you have to value the 27 and 29 Lakers first round picks really highly because they are. Who knows what they are the next couple of years? It's hard to see a scenario. Where those picks aren't likely very, very
0: valuable when we get to those years. Exactly. I mean, your your only threat is because there, there's a rebuild coming in a post-LeBron Anthony Davis era. Uh, your only threat is that they are the Lakers. but they have the ability to. They're in Los Angeles with the biggest brand in the sport. Free agents will flock there. Like, it, it, I mean, will the, they though? The like, concern is the, the concern is that once they get cap space again and, and and bottomed out a little, that you would get another LeBron to show up.
1: But, like, they got LeBron, but then before that, at least in free agency, it was Shaq. I guess you can include Anthony Davis because he fought. I mean, I hear you, and I know that, but, I think, I mean, it's not that many guys who have successfully just been like, I'm going to L.A. over the
0: last 20 years. Yeah, it's it's definitely slowed down. And, by the way, I think the market has changed in a world of social media and and the advantage. And look, look, LeBron showed this among others. LeBron made his name and his money in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Before he yeah. got to Miami, before he got to LA, Giannis is doing doing pretty well for himself uh, with in terms of endorsements and everything in Milwaukee. Like in in today's modern age, if you're a true superstar, being in a big market doesn't matter as much. And and I think that unless you Look, the Knicks have been the best example, right? Like, unless you put a team together that they want to come to, why is anybody going to come there? I don't care if it's New York.
1: I, I'm I'm completely with you. Um, all right, I like Family Jewels. We're going to add it to the list. Uh, Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk at Basketball Talk on on uh, on the Twitter machine. I'm I'm mercifully not going to be at All Star Game. Were you able to save yourself from the? I hate, by the way, Kurt, you don't have to agree. With, I hate the All. I I hate covering the All Star Game. Hate it so much. Are you? Are you going? Or are you? Are you liberated gonna, from?
0: it? I, I mean, the chance to go to chance to go to freezing Salt Lake City mm-hmm. in February and not yeah. ski was just too good to pass up. So I, I will be there. Um, good no, for you, I, buddy. I. I'm with. I'm with you though. I, we'll talk about it sometime about how much fun last year was as to cover the All Star Game compared to previous years for, uh, for certain reasons. So
1: I also skipped uh, Cleveland.
0: I'm yeah, a good person.
1: Yeah. Uh Kurt Heelan, thanks, buddy. For, thanks for uh, thanks for the insight. Thanks for the for the hoops talk. And uh, have a great weekend. We'll, you and I all will hang. One of these days, we're gonna have this beer, and I can't wait for yeah, it. Yeah, alleged the alleged beer. All right, the Good alleged beer soon, Bye, buddy. Uh, Kurt Heelan on the show, hanging out. By the way, I like Salt Lake City. I can do cold weather. Here's my thing, Deesa. So let me explain. If I were taking my kids and going to the ev- event, it'd be a lot of fun. But I go, and I have to write about the events, which are dumb. I mean, in terms of, like, them being, oh, wow, the dunk contest happened. But mostly these are the events you're supposed to go to if you're me to, like, talk to people. To, oh, hey, hello, random executive scout. And just, and it's busy, and a lot of those people aren't there. And, like, the people that are there are like, I don't want to be here either. Not fun. Not as much fun.
2: All right, so here's what we do. I got Hit a solution. It. Talk to me, Goose. Not this season, but next season's mm-hmm. All-Star Game. You do what you got to do to get credentialed, get the pass, wherever you got to be. Shake hands, kiss babies. I will go as Bill Ryder, and I will report back on how my coverage of the All-Star Game went.
1: <laughs> that will get me fired. I think it's an indie next year. It is, and I love Indianapolis. Like I, it is a, It's a great town for I'm events. willing
2: to do this for you. For you.
1: It's also always like my birthday week. Let me ask you Now that, that matters. Let me ask you this. Obviously, it matters. I brought it up. What if I get you credentialed as my assistant?
2: Yeah, I'm in. Sold. Let's do it. Down. Yes. Done. Absolutely. Pretty
1: daddy's coming to town, Indianapolis, one year from now. Uh, How's buy or sell? You know what? I'm going to tell the people. Buy or sell is, it gets edgy, man. It's below the belt. It goes at some family jewels. It does. It's next year on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Uh, You know what? You got a wish, I got a fish. Here we go. You're going to love this. This NFL postseason, every Westwood, one NFL broadcast streams live for free. All on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station. Streams or by just asking Alexa, hey Alexa, open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. California. To Arizona. This song is called Arizona. It's not about the Super Bowl. I think it's about a guy who got beat up after going to a club where women dance. But I'm not sure.
2: Wow, that really killed the mood.
1: Well, he's all drunk and he gets beat up and then he's enamored, I think. It's I don't a great if, song.
2: I don't know if I like this song anymore.
1: He's not singing it for you, man. You can still like it. You just get kicked in the family jewels there with that? With that, You feel a little
2: emotional? Not the first time it's happened to me on this show. Oh, wow. The pity card on a Friday. Yeah, Bogus is playing a violin.
1: Come on now, man. I like your shirt, by the way. Let's, um... There's a flannel, right? Just keep
2: adding it to the list.
1: I'm asking if you're... I'm wearing... Red Christmas pajama top. Like, who's judging anybody? Come yes, on now. Yes,
2: which me and Bogish have said we love. We don't make fun of you for it. It's not sarcastic. We like it.
1: I like your farmer flannel. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's do buy
0: or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or
2: Sell on Writer Than You. Let's jump right into it, Bill, with Tom Brady officially retiring for the second time earlier this week. It begs the question, when will he start his second football job? You know, that mega contract that he has with Fox for 10 years and, oh, I don't know, $375 million. As we know, Bill, it's a Fox Sports Super Bowl this year. Buy or sell that you want to see Tom Brady a part of next Sunday's Super Bowl coverage.
1: So it's it's an easy sell for me. So, just left the sport. What's his name? Greg Olson. What's his name? Is doing a great job. Did I get the name right?
2: He's a- fantastic. Team. Yes, he is absolutely fantastic. Bogus didn't fantastic. like the what's
1: his name.
3: Oh, it's he is That sneaky dismissive.
1: I didn't mean it that way. There was more like, oh, am I
2: going to pull this name right on a Friday?
1: Well, also, he, he wouldn't have to be. He's excellent. He
2: wouldn't have to be in the booth, but would you want to see TB12 anywhere a part Not, of the coverage?
1: I mean, I don't think it's the kind of thing you want to rush, and I can't imagine he's ready. I mean... That said, I, I worked at Fox, and, and they're, I really like all the folks there. They're very, let's throw it against the wall in a good way. They're very like, let's see if it works. So it wouldn't surprise me. It's just not the route that I, I, I want. I'm I, Tom Brady and the afterglow that perfect goodbye and that, whatever, 48, 50 second. Like, I'm good, man. I'm, if he wants to do the job next year, cool, great. I bet he'll be really good at it. But I just, no, I guess is the answer. E- either of you guys feel differently? You jones for a little
2: TB12 next week? I wouldn't want to see him in the booth, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him. Because you know the coverage is going to be 12 hours long. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him in the studio or out on the set with the rest of Michael Strahan and the rest of them. I wouldn't be opposed to it.
3: I would be shocked if we didn't see him. See, that's an
2: interesting take there. Go on.
3: I, I just I can't imagine that they wouldn't have. Like, To me, these conversations probably already happen regardless of his playing status. Like, hey, you're already under contract. We thought we were going to have you this year. Come to Arizona. We'll have a quick hit on a pregame show or two. He's nowhere near the game broadcast. That remains Greg Olson's domain for at least one more game. But somewhere before 5 o'clock Eastern time in their never-ending pregame show, there's got to be space for two or three Brady conversations.
1: I think that Fox NFL show used to be outstanding. It's still good. I'm not sure it's the same level. But you would agree, right, with Shanahan and all the guys. There's a bunch of alphas on that stage who know each other and are very comfortable. If you put Tom Brady on that group, is he the alpha the
3: minute he sits down? I think he would be expected to be. Well, I mean, so it's... Well, Terry Brecher's always going to be louder. Yep. And more personable. Brady has the better resume. Brady's got the better, maybe got the better thoughts. But Terry kind of, from my memory, runs that room no matter what. And Strahan's a big personality, too.
1: Yeah, he and Strahan are like all ca- charisma too, right? There's like real charisma in that mix.
2: Do you think we see it? I'm kind of leaning towards. I think we do now.
1: Yeah, you talk me into it. I'll buy. I, you know what? You're right because there's 48 buy. hours of coverage in a 24 hour day. So yeah, they'll 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 get them on there, won't they?
2: All right, let's stick with aging quarterbacks here. At this point, we don't know much about Aaron Rodgers' future, but one thing we do know now. He's not headed to the 49ers.
3: Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole.
1: Got any news you want to share with us?
2: Not going to San Fran. Not going to San Fran. That clip courtesy of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am yesterday. Rodgers making it clear he's not in the 49ers' plans. Plus, Rodgers' former teammate, Devontae Adams, began to recruit him on Twitter to Las Vegas to come play with the Raiders. Buy or sell that the Raiders make the most sense for Aaron Rodgers?
1: Sell. I think the Jets make the most sense. Sell. Let Mm. me ask you a question, guys. Buy or sell that Aaron Rodgers responded to that question with not San Fran means it will be somewhere other than
2: Green Bay. Buy. That first one is me. I absolutely think he has played his last game for the Packers.
3: Ooh, bogus. So my thought is that was a specific comment to the guy asking the question. Yes,
2: yeah, so and then that guy followed up by saying he would love to see him in a Dallas Cowboys uniform.
3: Oh, so not because Rodgers thought he was a Niners fan that he immediately wipe out the Niners. No- I thought he was like trying to cuz he knew that guy liked the Niners, so that's why he said it. The
2: follow-up was about the Cowboys, so that led me to believe he was a Dallas fan.
1: Okay. I have another follow-up question. Buy or sell if Aaron Rodgers leaves based on what we know about him and how he's likely to what well, he's likely to say, that Packers fans, at least in the short term, will aggressively turn on him.
2: Bye. Oh, really? I think they will aggressively turn on him, and I think up until this point, it's kind of justified. Like, I, I think it's okay. I agree.
1: I mean, they were mad at him when he was dating. What's her name? Um, I think, uh, NASCAR. Uh, Dan Danic- Patrick. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. It was Olivia... Munn, your Mun. former, yep,
2: your former heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. Mun just dated for a little while.
3: Yeah, how do you how do you pronounce it, the word like when you say their maiden name, like Olivia Munn? Is it it's spelled N E E? And there's like an apostrophe in there somewhere, an accent. But it's yeah, her name used to be Bogish. Now it's Olivia Munn.
1: Wait, is that a French term? I can't even see. Is it Pediter? Pediter?
2: I don't know. Pediter. I don't have any idea what either of you are talking about. I mean, you don't about.
3: understand most of our English sentences, so no, once we absolutely. go into a different language, I get it.
2: <laughs> is pita
1: terre is where it's an apartment for a fancy person that they don't live in, that's small, that they use as a crash pad in a cool city that they just visit, that they own.
2: So what does that have to do with what Bogus was trying to say about her, her maiden name? Or is it equally French? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Oh,
1: got it. Like a,
3: I believe what, it's a what, French we're, word, yes. What
1: word are we referring to?
3: Manu. It's spelled N-E-E, and there's an accent on one of those E's. Like N it's a, with a, as in yeah, Nancy? N as in Nancy, E <laughs> as in <laughs> Edward, <laughs> E as in Edward, with an you accent. As,
1: had, nay, I can't speak, I don't know anything about <laughs> we are I don't so speak English. <laughs> yeah, we We're are. very nay.
0: sophisticated.
3: Here we are, not writer than you at the moment.
1: <laughs> nah, we are. Nay. what like a horse? Like a, the sound a horse makes? Moving on, D-Cell. Yeah,
2: I don't think that's it, Bill. Uh, There were conflicting reports earlier this week that the Denver Broncos actually preferred D'Amico Ryans over Sean Payton to be their next head coach. Now, Ryans, as we know, ultimately decided to go back home to Houston where he was drafted in 2006 and spent six seasons playing for them as a linebacker. Yesterday, Ryans was introduced as Houston's next head coach. I'm thankful for the,
0: the Denver Broncos, and we had great interviews there. Great people there, but when it came down to it, there is no place I wanted to be any more than H-Town. So it was an easy easy pick for me. It was a no-brainer to be here, all right, be home. It was a no-brainer. So it wasn't a a difficult decision at all. It was very easy.
2: Not a difficult decision at all, and it was, quote, a no-brainer. Buy or sell D'Amico's comments here are a bad look for the Broncos. I'll buy, and a bad look for Adam Schefter. Buy,
1: right? No, I, no, Schefter's the one that said it wasn't true. I to me, the, to me, this clip sounds like wasn't it Schefter who said, "Oh, it was the timing," and Rappaport who said Denver wanted him.
2: Yes, that is correct. That Rappaport, Rappaport said, that yeah. Denver wanted him." Schefter said that it was a coincidence.
1: Frantically, in the mirror, like Rappaport, Rappaport, maybe I heard the clip wrong. To me, this sounds like Denver wanted him, and he's just like, no, I want to be here. Doesn't this sound like Denver absolutely offered him a job?
2: It's. I mean, he cer- yeah. certainly said that the interviews went well. It would elude you to think that they were certainly more than interested.
1: What I hear in this clip is this guy, exuberantly, no criticism to him, thrilled to be back in a place that obviously he's got connections to, saying, no disrespect to Denver, this is where I want to be, meaning Denver, I could have gone to Denver, meaning Rappaport was right. And Schefter was wrong that that Denver made a run at this guy and Sean Payton was choice number two. That's what I hear. Is that what you hear, Andrew?
3: Um, yeah, that's validation right? for the idea that he had the Denver job too if he wanted it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the French word for choice. Nay, nee. well, nee. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Nay. Nee.
3: Still. So going. What is this
1: word? It's a word that means.
3: Oh, don't worry about it. I'll text you later.
1: I, just, I think the audience cares I've
3: seen it used When you're referencing A woman by her married name And then you It's like Then you know It says like Jane oh, Smith Comma N-E-E Jones Meaning that's what She used to be Got it
2: And where are you Reading things like In this In books
3: Do you sell In yeah, books that,
2: that explains why I haven't yeah. seen it At I bookstores Where good, authors
3: go Sometimes to have events
2: Yeah if, See if I were to go To a <laughs> bookstore It wouldn't be To talk about a book Or read a book I would you know get Complain some, about me Get some things Off my chest Yeah Yeah you would
3: like in the, in, the in those books where they have books about how to deal with these situations.
2: Ooh. You read them
1: and like let me how, know what
2: I should do. Like how to deal with
1: a situation? Like a how-to <laughs> yeah. kind of deal? Yeah. Does I,
3: your boss suck?
2: I've heard they're helpful.
3: I wouldn't know because do you hate your radio
2: them. host and the other talented guy who comes Are
3: on. your coworkers mean to you? Does your wife make you wear Snoopy costumes on random Wednesdays? That felt
2: a little specific. A little. Is
1: your name D-Cell? We'll finally sell this book.
3: Do you hate leaving New Jersey? (laughs) Do you think Manhattan's stupid?
1: How to never talk to another human being, including when you check out with this book.
3: People who ask for help are dumb.
2: Just let me know when you guys are done. You're
1: on a roll.
3: I like to dress (laughs) like a farmer. You're on a roll. If someone asks you for directions, shame on them.
1: I don't believe in smiles.
3: (laughs) Justin Herbert's a wimp. This book's for you. (laughs) Silence is my language. (laughs) Trey Lance over Tom Brady and other irrational thoughts.
2: Don't stop now. Keep going. I know you guys got more. Keep going. How to watch the highlights of life and not live it. (laughs) Focus, You got to breathe. You got to remember to breathe. I think I'm
1: good
3: now. Oh man, that felt good. You know what? Maybe we should go to bookstores more often and let it rip. We
1: should. And now I get it. Felt amazing. I apologize,
2: Culver City Bookstore. You were onto something. (laughs) Light as a feather. Ooh, man. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna get to some college football here.
3: Segues. That's another book you could read. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Unnecessary transitions. Yesterday, Bill, we discussed how Nick Saban. Did you and... write too many sentences and scripts at work so long that the, the listener loses focus? I this only speak also when they
2: lost. don't want to hear my words. <laughs> I don't want to hold you guys back. I don't want to, you know, start my question. You guys got more to say. Keep uh, going. We're good.
1: We're good. We can't yeah. out of trees. Please, go ahead.
2: All right. Yesterday, Bill, we discussed how Nick Saban in Alabama landed the number one recruiting class. Which comes as no surprise. However, after going eleven and two last season, USC was outside of the top five for the twenty twenty three recruiting class. Lincoln Riley came in at number eight. Buy or sell? You're surprised that the Trojans didn't have a better recruiting class, given how well last season went.
1: Uh, yeah, I will buy. That is buy. Uh, I think it's fair to say that that's actually sh- shocking, right? Can we go from su- surprise to shocking, guys? I'll buy that.
2: I would have definitely thought they would have been top five. Bye. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe I don't. I'm not plugged. Maybe what Lincoln Riley requires and wants for his system. Maybe he just has things that technically aren't the stars aren't as high. That he maybe he has a approach where he thinks he he's identified guys who. are, But you're USC. You can get. I mean, you can get anybody on the West Coast.
2: He also might be more fixated uh, on the transfer portal more so than high school players.
1: Fair. Yeah, quicker turnaround. Like doesn't he's not as interested in the two or three year approach for some of the guys.
2: All right, let's get to some hoops here. Yesterday, the NBA All Star reserves were announced, headlined by Joel Embiid, an MVP favorite, and John ja Morant. Some notable names that were snubbed: Bill, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Edwards, and De'Aaron Fox. Buy or sell, Bill? That you care at all? about all-star snubs.
1: So, cell. I have a... cell. I have to admit, I was on... So, have you guys seen CBS Sports HQ Spotlight? It's three hours of content on CBS Sports Network, the sports network uh, that CBS Sports HQ does. So, I'm on there sometimes. And great producer named Noah. The guy's awesome. And he texted me, he's like, hey, what news do you have? We're going back and forth. He goes, oh, can I just get your, your all-star reserves from you? Poor guy. I'm like... My like, what? He goes. You're all star reserves, and I just wrote back. I hate the all. I, I think I wrote. I loathe the all star game. And you know where someone just keeps you get their writing thing for like four minutes, and they don't know what to say. And <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, dude. This, uh, yeah, I can. Do you want the reserve? He's like, Yes, please. And I sent them to him. So, but no, I don't care at all. I couldn't. I hate. I don't like the all star game. And I had to vote for the thing. But I'll say this. I think difficult decisions. Lots of guys. Harden and Fox should absolutely have been all stars this year. Like for me, those guys should have been on. Should have been on the list. But it's it's like any other thing, right? It's There's a lot of really talented people and everybody can make it. Do you guys care? Like, I actually don't care.
2: I care for the young guys. I think our buddy who we talked about earlier this week for eating all those hot fries, Anthony Edwards, I think he deserved to be on there. He has been, a, and he's carried a team on his own. No cat for... But can we just, we don't talk, I mean, we talk NBA, but it's
1: not like we're going to the weeds. The Timber, Carl Anthony Towns is just not a winner. He's not. A, he hasn't played, and they're much better than they usually are.
2: He's a Kirk Cousins. He's fallen into that Kyrie, Kyrie Irving category. What's up with Minnesota guys? Minnesota. Minnesota, Bogus, I have a question for you. Please. Why were you laughing at me while I was asking that NBA All-Star Reserve snub question?
3: Because you said, do you care? It was a, just perfectly worded. Compliment 100%. No disrespect. That was the buy or sell. You actually give a you-know-what about this. It was I, a great question. Thank you. Man. I just want a clarification.
2: Yes. Should I tell him? I won't tell him. You know what? Let's keep going.
3: Please don't tell him.
2: Uh, we, are, we are actually out of time for TGIF edition of buy or sell. Oh. What? No, man. We don't do... We're 13 minutes
1: late.
3: Or no, are not. Are you constantly late for work deadlines? Another book at the bookstore.
1: Are you constantly hammering people over things that don't matter? Mm. Time management, not your thing. What do you mean we're 13 minutes late?
3: It's more like 11.
1: Cool. We, we make the rules. The rules don't make us, Tom.
2: I'll write that down. That's a good one. Good rule to live by.
3: Please say that to a boss. <laughs> I have. <laughs> no, no, not you. I know you have. <laughs> I want D-Cell to do it. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, I try not to make eye contact with the
2: bosses around here. Well, we
1: we got to go quick, but would we, what if we set you up to go in and say something to Spike Eskin, our very impressive but, like, formidable boss, If it's any joke?
2: If it's anything. We get on the record as a joke, so then he's, anything other than hello, no, I don't want to do
1: it. We're going to circle back to this. We might send you in, and then, like, you spring it on 20 minutes in. This is a bit for the show.
3: No, I think, I, D-Cell earmuffs. I, I don't think Tom could do that. Bill, it's not going to work. He's not going to sell it well, but we could do the reverse where we could get, because Spike's fun. We could get Spike to mess with oh, D-Cell. Done. Sold. Yeah. 100% in. All right, let me give D-Cell um, signal.
1: Come on back. Come on back, buddy. There you are. Uh, we just did something magical that will make each of us bum of the week down the line, but not today. So we'll reveal this week's bum of the week after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from super colleague Andrew Bogish.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than You
1: podcast. Welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. Bill Ryder with you. I like the D Cell Library edition. There's got to be a rejoin in there somehow,
2: right? I mean, you guys gave me plenty to work with there. I think I could probably get four or five rejoins out of it. Say there could be four or five. Um,
1: I'm excited, Tom. Let's do a little uh, let's do Bum of the Week here.
0: Hallelujah. I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. you rotten bum. I'm a bum. they are a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Kirk Ferentz is
1: definitely nominated because I don't see any personal changes, especially uh, my son, the offensive coordinator, who doesn't know how to coordinate an offense. Uh, cool. Good talk. Uh, any other questions? That guy's nominated. I mean, Dylan Brooks is nominated. I, I love I love the edginess. I already said this. I like the competitive spirit. Leave the family jewels alone, man. Don't punch a guy there. Um, I guess the whole Pro Bowl, because the Ravens, I don't remember the guy's name. Steve Johnson, Tyler Huntley.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, he threw all of two touchdown passes. Yeah.
1: I'm almost a Pro Bowler. He's got two more than me. We're really um, close.
2: Both of us, really close.
1: There's a bit of a drought of bumdom this week. I feel like I, who else, who else has ventured into the to the, to the land of bumdom that we should that we should nominate?
2: I'm here? gonna go with my guy Jerry Jones. Oh, good one. They parted ways with Kellen Moore less than 24 hours later. No bigger indictment, I think, on the Cowboys this season. He gets the OC job with the Chargers about 48 hours after that. Jerry makes it official. Mike McCarthy is going to call plays next season. What are they doing in Dallas? I like it. I like it. That's a, that's a really good one. Um.
1: Anybody else? Anybody else? We wanna we wanna get in the uh, in the in the in the chamber of bumdom.
2: I'm surprised the way the first hour went. I'm surprised you haven't nominated your buddy Greg from last night. Oh yeah,
1: let's, let's let's nominate Greg. Good call. Got to make a big deal, and I'm chill on it. Why you be chill on it? Relax. I'm chill on it. I'm chill on it. Man, I'd love to make my buddy Greg bum of the week. But you know what? For holding an entire program and state without a professional team hostage because of nepotism, for not holding the same standards for your son that you would hold for any other employee, for building a program at Iowa that isn't remarkably successful but can never have true success because you aren't willing to to do the hard thing after you hired your own kid Kirk Ference. bro
0: the bum of the week that's your bum of the week I
1: detest
0: you on lighter Than You
1: by the way happy birthday to my nephew James he is i three today love you buddy little dude no birthday magic
2: can I tell you a secret here and happy birthday to James your nephew Give it to me, pal. James was in the running for uh, my son's name. Oh, really? It was indeed. Love that name. It's a great name. I think we thought about it, too, for like a
1: minute. But then you went, I, look, dude, we've been through this. It's very cool of you to name your kid inspired by my name, William Joseph De Celestino. I'm William Joseph Writer, And if I haven't thanked you enough, thank you.
2: Yeah, I mean, we really just had to dress it up for effect. Like, yeah. I mean, we settled on William Joseph so fast. I mean, we had to throw a couple other names, you know, at the dartboard. Your kindness is contagious,
1: and and I will try to live up to the honor you have given me.
2: People say that other things are contagious about me. They've never said kindness though. I let I let my buddy Greg know that you, not me, you nominated him for Bum of the Week. and I, I, I got a thumbs down. I made it a suggestion. Down. I made it a suggestion. Yeah, you nominated. Him. I'm chill on it.
1: By the way, we didn't talk Joe Mixon today, and I don't want to put him on the week because it's a different thing, but Joe Mixon has been accused of um, flashing a gun and threatening someone. This is the same guy that obviously punched a woman in college. I have said again and again, I don't think he belongs in the NFL because of that. Not surprised. If the allegations are true, there should be punishment. There probably won't be. That's my sort of skeptical deal, but we are aware of it, and I just didn't want to utter the guy's name. But all the criticism, all the frustration to that guy who shouldn't be in the league. Shouldn't be in the league. I don't care if it happened in college. He attacked a woman. We saw it on camera. It's ridiculous. We're in a position where we're still talking about this guy making, allegedly making mistakes of a similar kind. All right, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate you. Thanks to Kurt Heelan. Thanks to Andrew Bogish. Thanks to uh, Tom DeSalisino. I'm Bill Ryder. Thank you for listening. See you back Monday here on CBS Sports Radio.